I'm reading from Joshua 3, 14 through 17. When the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap far off at Adam, the city that is beside Zarephan. While those flowing towards the Sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite Jericho. While all Israel were crossing over on dry ground, the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. We got out of blessing to this world. So we have this great story today about gathering at the river. Joshua. Joshua inherited a job that Moses was not able to accomplish. Big Moses wasn't able to accomplish this. Moses led God's people through the wilderness for 40 years and was not able, was not permitted, according to the Bible, but was not able to take them that final step over into the promised land and all of the things that God had promised as a result of that, that job became Joshua's. I don't know if Joshua had much say in it. Some, some people are called, some people are commandeered, some people just go, whether they're called or not. But Joshua got called into this role to lead God's people out of the wilderness and into the promised land. And the barrier between them and the promised land was the Jordan River. And at a time when they were going to cross over and head to Jericho, we won't get into Jericho, that's a whole other sermon, but as they were heading into Jericho, the first city they come to in the promised land, but they, they had to cross the river and at a time when it was really running fast. Remember spring this year with the rivers and, and how swift they were and how deadly they were? That was Jordan. And here comes Joshua and God says, that's all right, Joshua, take the ark and take the priests with them and take them to the edge of the river and then step in and you'll see what happens. What I observe about this, what I thought was fascinating about this story is that unlike Moses, unlike the Red Sea when Moses just waved his hands around and the Red Sea parted, what was required of the people of God in order to see the, the river part in this case, in order to see the blessing, in order to see the miracle was that they had to get their feet wet with the Ark of the Covenant going on with them, the priests had to get their feet down in that water. And then they received the blessing. And then they saw the miracle. And they crossed over to the other side. And all the people of God, well, they stood in the middle, and all the people of God crossed over to the other side. And they didn't want to forget that miracle. You know what they did is they gathered up rocks and they put them out in the middle of that river and the Bible says it was still there when they recorded the Bible. This reminder that God's miracles happen when we get our feet wet, when we get down in that water. 
And Joshua wasn't the only instance of this. I'm remembering a guy named Peter. A guy named Peter who was in a boat in a storm, looks out there, and who does he see? He sees Jesus walking on the water. And Peter gets a notion in his mind, hey, if I get out there with Jesus, I can walk on water too. That'll be good. <laughs> and so what did Peter do? I want to caution you. Peter didn't just jump out of the boat, right? Peter said, Lord, if it's okay with you, can I come out too? And Jesus said, come on. And so Peter jumps over the side of the boat and jumps right in that water and starts walking. But Peter ran into trouble when he took his eyes off of Jesus and started looking around and seeing the waves and the wind and the storm and started to sink down and cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out his hand and pulled him back up out of that water. But I tell you what, what an incredible blessing Peter received by walking with Jesus out on that water. In order to get the blessing, you got to get out of the boat. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat is the name of John Ortberg's book, which talks about this very thing. You got to get your feet wet. You got to get out in it. And these stories, you know, kind of were about avoiding the water, but there's another story I think of of Jesus himself comes to John and says, John, baptize me. John says, wait a minute, Lord. I'm not worthy to baptize you. You need to baptize me. But Jesus says, look, baptize. you must do this to fulfill all righteousness. So what does John do? John takes Jesus and dunks him right down in the water. Pulls him right back up and a, the Holy Spirit, like a dove, descends on Jesus. And a voice from God from heaven says, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. What a blessing to receive. Well, Jesus didn't receive that blessing until he let John get him all wet, get down in the water and bless him that way. The blessing comes from being there. The blessing comes from an active and vibrant faith being lived out in a called and empowered community that is responding to God's call. Now i got to say, you know, we're, we're all called to kind of get out in there, jump in that water. But many of us here, we're still waiting, I think. And I understand that. I understand that. Many of us are waiting. We're waiting because we're not sure. We're not sure what we believe or even if we believe. You know, maybe some of us are holding back a little bit and going, you know, I, this all is nice. It's a nice Sunday. We put on a good show and all. The food's good. But I'm not sure I can buy into this whole Jesus thing. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure what I think about God. Well, you know what? That's, I understand that. I understand that. But what I want to say is I can't help but think that we would be blessed nevertheless even if we acted just on the possibility. If we, if, if we can leave room for the possibility that God may be at work here and in, in your life, and in the lives of those who gather around mission and faith. And I want to say, you know what, if you're exploring faith, that's fine. But we can still do some kingdom of God work together, amen? We still can do some kingdom of God work. It, and, and, and that's a great place to explore what God is doing in our midst. It's to do a little kingdom of God work with that modicum, that little tiny bit of hope and possibility that maybe God really is at work in these good people. Some of us are waiting because 
quite frankly, we're not sure we are able to trust having faith again because we've been burned in the past. Some of us have been burned by other churches and we're coming here to heal. Some of us have been burned right here at First Baptist Church. I don't want to get into that, but I want to say it's true. Right? Yeah, some of us have been burned and we're hurting and we're holding back. We're not sure if we can trust again. We're not sure if we can commit again to what's going on in our, in our, in our midst. And I guess I understand this. But I want to promise you that healing does not come from staying away. Healing does not come from holding God and God's community at arm's length. Healing comes through abandoning a faith that is hurtful and destructive. Abandoning a, a, a past that is hurtful and destructive. And replacing that faith with one that is healthy and whole and affirming and life-affirming to you and the people around you. And I understand often it's too scary to just jump in with both feet, but what I want to say is you got to get your feet wet. you got to dabble your toe in there a little bit because you're not going to heal by just staying away and walking away from the water. you got to at least draw near. And there is a blessing to be had there is a healing to be had by developing trust over time. Some of, us, some of us are waiting, quite frankly. Can I tell the truth here? Some of us are waiting because we don't want to be counted on. We don't want the responsibility. We don't want to divest ourselves of so many other things that are going on in our lives and have church become just that one other thing. And what I want to say is I, the last thing we want is for church to become a burden in your life. But what I dare suggest is maybe there's some burdens out there you could divest yourself of and embrace a, a life here that gives you joy, that returns a portion, that fills your cup to overflowing, that returns the blessing that I'm talking about. If you're, if you're scared of getting involved here, if you're scared of kind of committing in your own heart because you don't want to be counted on, what I want to say is too bad. We need you. I don't care. <laughs> we need you. God has called this community together. God has called you into faith. And we need one another. Amen? We're not going to be able to do it alone. We can't do the kingdom building work that needs to be done all on our own. I've got to tell you, the priests stood on the banks with Joshua and the whole of Israel waiting. And I've got to say, Evan, help me. I've got to say that sometimes I think we as a church are the same way. We're waiting, we're standing on the banks. But you know what? I think we've, we've seen some stuff, right? I've been here a year, exactly a year, last week. And we've seen some stuff, right? We've seen some neat things happen, I have, over the year. And, you know, we've, we've gotten our feet wet. We've dabbled in it a little bit. And God has blessed that. Take it all the way over there, just slide it over there. God has blessed that. We've kind of played around in the water a little bit, 
right? And we've seen the blessings. Have we not been blessed in this church? Amen. Imagine the blessing if we just jumped right in. Imagine the blessing. Imagine the blessing. And we must jump right in there. We need to jump right in and we need to meet the needs of the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ has put on our heart in this church. We have a mission to accomplish. We need to jump right in there and we need to be uh, an active part of contributing to this little corner of the world and making it a better place. We need to be actively jumping in there and we must be a place of healing, a place of reaffirmation, a place where people come to be loved, to be accepted, and to rejoice in who God has called them to be. We must jump in and stop messing around with it. Amen? We must jump in and live out our lives of stewardship. We must jump in and say, my life is for you, Lord. And I would, what I have is yours, God. What I have to give is for your use, Lord. My money, my time, my efforts. We need to jump right in there. We need to jump in and be lifelong learners, be called into a faith that is growing, that is expanding, that is, and constantly learning. Don't just get stuck at baptism. Get in there and grow. Get in there and become that disciple of Christ that we're all called to be. We need to be a display out there. We must jump in there and display our oneness. I'll tell you what, the world out there has only seen Christians that don't get along. We must be the Christians that get along. No matter how different we are, no matter how strange you all are from one another, we must be the church that gets along. We must be jumping on in there and saying, here I am, Lord, take me. Here I am, Lord, call me. And the blessing is that we're not just doing that alone. It's not just me wading around in the water all by myself. We need one another in the middle of that. We need to be a people who are bringing ourselves together and bringing our own. Here's my promise. No one, is, no one here is expendable. God has called us together and we need each and every one of you. We need Shirley Rogers. Shirley Rogers, come on down here. Jump on in here. We need Shirley Rogers who's, who's willing to take... A, she works a hard job. She's willing to take some time and to be the leader in this church as the next moderator that's coming up. And she's setting aside some time for the Lord. Amen. She's jumping on in. We need that. We need, we need, get on in there. <laughs> we need people who have been part of this church since early childhood. Generations of people who are going to, who know that God works who know that God works through this church, who have seen it and are anxious to see it again. Judy Rouser, come on down here. Come on down here and jump on in. We need people who are going to call us and say, I remember a church when, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the future of this church today, and I'm getting on board. That's right, you can take your shoes off, that's fine. <laughs> We need people, we need young people who are willing to be here, not because they see a whole bunch of other young people, but we need people who are jumping in who say, you know what, I love gathering together with older people. I love gathering together with younger people. I love gathering together with families. Thank you, sweetheart. I love being a part of the whole thing. Evan Williams, Evan, come on down here. Stephanie Gosdis, come down here. Jump on in this water. 
We need people who are willing to say, I'm here, I love it here, but I'm not here because I'm entertained. I'm not here because I have a good show, or I'm not here even because I'm being served and I get, I get a picture of what church is because I like it. You know, we're not a consumer church. We're a journey church. People like Ken Burnett who say, I'm here because I'm called to be here. Christ has called me to be here and be, get up here. and be a part of this church. See, I can always count on Ken to not wear socks. (laughs) Right? We need, we need all those people willing to say, hey, I'm willing to jump right in there. And we need to be together with our young people who are being raised, who are being given the freedom and the space to grow and to learn and to become Nick Cheney, come on down here. Mary Burnett, come on down here. Lily, I would like to see you get in here. <laughs> Let's all jump in. Amen. Jump in. <laughs> We're not in it alone. We're jumping in together. And we have one another. And the water's fine. Amen. And the water's fine. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. <laughs> Give him a hand. <laughs> By the way, we have a shop vac ready to go when, uh, if you're worried about the carpet. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know, I want to say, I want to say, I know this seems a little gimmicky. I, I know it seems a little gimmicky. I don't, I, and I, because quite frankly, I love a, I love a gimmick. <laughs> and Dennis loves a gimmick. <laughs> but I don't want you to miss the point. That the blessings are there to be had when we are willing to jump in. When we're willing to say, God, I'm opening up my heart to the possibilities of what you are doing in our midst. And I'm willing to put my heart and energy into that. When we, when we open ourselves up to the blessing that we receive as a community who is living out together the calling of Christ, who is saying, you know what? I prefer this, but the kingdom of God is calling us to this. And I am favoring the kingdom of God, putting my own wants and desires and needs aside and embracing the ministry that God has laid on our doorstep, jumping in and saying, yes, Lord, yes. And you know what? I I keep talking about the blessing you will get and how important that is. I'll tell you what, you can't be timid. You want a blessing, you've got to commit. You've got to put it on the line. Rarely has blessing come through timidity. But I, I, besides the blessing you receive, what is even probably more important is the blessing we become to a world that is longing to be blessed. You know I'm telling the truth. We are longing. This world is longing for what God brings to it. And as we are faithful, as we are faithful in committing ourselves to that calling which God has given us, the world will be blessed through us. Amen? We're called to be those hands and feet of Jesus Christ. We're called to reach out 
and contribute to the well-being of this humanity. And I promise you, as we are faithful together, as we are bringing all of our resources to bear, as we are wading in the water together, the world will change because of it. This community, this city will change because of our faithfulness. This state, this country, this world will change. God has promised it. And I believe it. But it takes us holding hands, jumping in together. Let us pray. Oh Lord our God, how good it is to feel Your water just pour over us. That blessing, that grace, that mercy, that, that joy just splash over us. We thank You for the blessing of this church and all that You have called us to be. And God, we hear the call, the challenge to be people who are committed, if not even to who You are just to the idea, just to the idea that the world can be a better place as we come together and we work toward the things you describe to us. God, we thank you for all that you are and all that you do. And we invite you to challenge us as we go forward in our faith life. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.